What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever podcast episode of Slouching with Bean. I'm here for the first time ever with... Michael Ferragamo. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for giving us some of your time to hang out and talk to us on the first uh, pilot episode. Uh, hello, people at home, if you're watching this. Um, and hello, people at home, if you're listening to this only. Uh, if you're listening at home, I have a bowling pin in my hand. And Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, hi. Um, for those who don't know me, I'm Michael. And I have really been into the weather scene um, for the last, I don't know, decade or so. Um, you probably know me for that. Um, I've done written forecasts on Snapchat and Instagram for years now. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much my spotlight thing that I do in the school, I'd say. Is there any, like, moment in your past where you just realized this is what I want to do and then you just set out and did it? Yeah, so there's not really a specific moment. It's just kind of been built through the years. But I do recall this one um, event. It was the Springfield tornado um, back in 2011. And I, kind of, I just remember watching the news and being really fascinated by just the colors that they show all the radar products. And, you know, it really took off from there. Um, and then a year later, we had Hurricane Irene, which came up the East Coast. So that I remember vividly. And then a year later, a lot of people remember Sandy. Um, I remember it. I was outside um, just trying to get in it and just I got into it a lot. And then just from there, it's been just researching weather events and um, just trying to get into any storm I could outside, um, experience it firsthand. And ever since then, it's just kind of grown to what it has now. That's awesome. Is there any uh, specific storm or uh, event that happened um, it was like the most intense weather anomaly you witnessed. Ones that I witnessed, um, I'd have to, I'd have to say the blizzard of 2013. Maybe some of you at home remember it as Winter Storm Nemo. Um, over the past or over the last 24 hours on February 9th, 2013, when the blizzard came through, um, Boston had 27 inches of snow. So did Swampscott. Um, it was a really, really um, crippling blizzard. Um, one that we haven't seen since about the blizzard of 78. So I remember that one very vividly. I remember um, you at home probably know the snow maps that all the news stations put out. I remember watching it as a kid, and we were in that stripe, that bullseye target of 24 to 30 inches of snow. And, uh, yeah, when I saw that, it, it was pure excitement at that point, you know. And, you know, you tell your parents, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to get 30 inches of snow tomorrow. And, of course, my dad has to shovel, so he's not that excited about it. Um, but it was really just one of those events that just got it started for me. And then here I am now. That's great. Um, you were talking about the snow maps. How do meteorologists predict, you know, I, I don't know the uh, percentage of accuracy that these predictions have, but it feels like most of the time they're, they're right on. So how do they get these predictions and how do they fact check them and everything? How do they get them ready? Yeah, so we've really come a long way um, in weather forecasting. Ever since the 70s, you know, with the blizzard of 78, we had absolutely no idea that this storm was going to happen, even, you know, a day out. But nowadays we can see these blizzards gonna um, that are going to take shape while they're over the Pacific Ocean weeks out. And it's really incredible. But in terms of how we forecast these events, what we do is we like to look at models, different products of models, and we look for trends. So we have... Um, the GFS model, we have the Euro, and we have countless others. And we look for if there's any agreement between the models. And if there's agreement, we know that, okay, this storm's going to happen at this time. And then 
through the week, it's just fine tuning up until the date of the storm, how much, whether it's going to be a rain snow event for us and um, just the intensity of the storm. But we mainly rely on these weather computer models and it's pretty incredible to think that just 10 years ago you were talking, we couldn't forecast something out about, you know, maybe three days out, we couldn't nail the exacts. And nowadays a week or two out, we're saying, Hey, something's going to happen at this time. We should keep an eye. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, the advancement, I guess, recently. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know much about, like, the places where weather can get the most intense. I know Mount Washington has crazy wind, and but is there any, like, place that you want to go as, like, a meteorologist enthusiast? Is there, like, a is there like a heart, I guess, like Tornado Valley or something like that, yeah. Tornado Alley? Right. So, I mean, in terms of New England, Mount Washington is where you want to be. If you love the snow and you love the wind, all those conditions. Um, yeah, Mount Washington has been, you know, you've probably heard of it as the worst weather in the world. And it is. Um, in 1934, they got a gust of 231 miles an hour up there, which is uh, it'll take a house right off its foundation. No problem. But in terms of um, country worldwide, I would say as a weather enthusiast, and as someone who's going to go into meteorology, you know, in a few years or so in college, Tornado Alley is the spot, I would say, just because um, the weather there is a lot more interesting than it is here. You'll get you get um, the combination of snowstorms, tornadoes and, you know, hurricanes making landfall in the Gulf. So it's really in that heart of the country. And obviously what I want to study is weather. So it's right in the backyard. So you don't have to go far to study it unlike new england where if you want to see a tornado you're gonna to have to drive 20 hours out west out through arkansas tennessee to really have a good chance mm. what are the what are the colleges that uh um have these education programs for me yeah that's a good question so there's only a few colleges out there that really provide that meteorology experience that you that people like me look for um northern vermont university is one of them um, they have a good meteorology program, and the one I'm eyeing the most and the one I think is well, one of the best is um, University of Oklahoma. It's located just right in the middle of Tornado Alley. So whatever you want to study, it's just there in your backyard. It's pretty crazy. That's crazy. All right, I think we're almost out of time. Um, do you want to shout out your social media, anything like that, anything you're doing in the future? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm working on a documentary about the 1938 New England hurricane. I hope to have that done um, by graduation, but we'll see. With all the COVID setbacks and um, recording issues, we'll see if I can get it done by then. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, if any of you at home want to look for um, look for some written forecasts at home for, you know, the upcoming day, you can add me on Snapchat, historical.m91, um, or on Instagram, you can follow me, michael.faragamo. Um, I post, you know pretty much anything weather you could imagine. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, yeah. this has been episode one of Sledging with Bean. Thank you all for coming. See you next time.